Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. How you doing, everyone? I'm Ross Salzberg, and yep, you know the deal here. I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. One win, one win certainly doesn't make a season. But a win by the Giants over the Commanders yesterday, that does shut up the naysayers, at least for a week anyway. So that said, now I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. Yes, indeedy. Yes, indeedy. The Giants came away with a 31-19 win over the Commanders to improve their record to 3-8. and eight. It's not one of those stop the presses, oh my God, here we go, we're on a roll. It's one measly win. It's one measly, much-needed win. But when I say it shuts up the naysayers, let me tell you something. (sighs) People just love beating people when they're down. Just love beating people when they're down. This is the worst team, the worst team in the NFL. I'm here. Terry Bradshaw, a Hall of Fame quarterback, a guy who should know better. So I'm watching the, 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 the Fox pregame yesterday, and he's running his mouth, running his mouth how bad the Giants are, how bad this is. How, they're just terrible. They don't have this. They got Tommy DeVito, a third string. We know all that. So you don't have to beat him up. You played the game. And, and then he's going, and, you know, I, I hear rumors. I hear rumors that, you know, uh, Brian Dable could be fired. Where do you hear those rumors? Those aren't rumors. That's speculation. That speculation bullcrap is what that is. It happens every time somebody is losing. But, oh, they're the worst team and, and this and that. Well, you know what? The worst team came up with a pretty good game yesterday. This Tommy DeVito, this practice squad player who was vaulted into starting because the backup got hurt. And then Daniel Jones got hurt, so it's Tommy DeVito in there. And all Tommy DeVito did yesterday was complete 18 of 26 passes for 246 yards, and not one, not two, but three touchdown passes. Three. While being sacked nine, count them nine times. I just don't like, you know, you know I've, you've heard me say this time and again, folks, It's easy to beat people up when they're down. It's easy to kick people in the face, kick them in the nuts, step on them when they're down. I I mean, really? Okay, we we know going into yesterday's game, Giants were 2-8. They were coming off just a horrible performance against the Dallas Cowboys. They lost 49-17. It was ugly, ugly, ugly. Nobody had to tell us that. We knew it. But just to go to the worst, hey, let me tell you something about Terry Bradshaw. 
and Terry Bradshaw wasn't a good quarterback. He was a great quarterback. The guy won four Super Bowls with the Steelers in a period of six years. Not good, great. He should know better. But just to run your mouth like that, it's disrespectful. And by the way, Terry Bradshaw is the same guy I distinctly remember running his mouth, running his mouth about Tom Coughlin. This guy's terrible. This guy, he's not going to lead the Giants. And then two Super Bowls later, he was leading the Giants pretty good. Not two Super Bowls later, two Super Bowl championships later. Shut up. And more, the reason it aggravates me, a guy like Terry Bradshaw, I mean, he knows, he's forgotten more football than I'll ever know, than I could ever know. But he should know better. He should be above that just to get a charge, just to, to run your yap. Stupid. But the Giants getting beaten up, everybody talking about them, everybody maligning them, this is wrong, that's wrong, should they tank, Uh, should they go get another quarterback, job security, all this business. Well, you know what? As I said at the top, at least for a week, they shut the naysayers up. I was, is is DeVito the future? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And as good as he... I, I don't even want to say as good as he looked. He was okay today. What he's done? He, the, the guy was a practice squad player. He has shown improvement. He threw three touchdown passes today. Okay. Not one, not two, but three. And he was on the money. And yeah, do I think he needs to get rid of the ball faster and, and you know, he holds on to it too long and, you know, he, he's got to, can't take all those sacks? When you see nine sacks, believe me, some of them could be the offensive line's fault, but some of them was, was his fault. But that's all part of the process. But he led his team to victory, and he's improving. But, you know, during the week, and I was there well, last this past Thursday, that's when Saquon Barkley usually talks in the media and everybody gathered around, uh, you know, and he was holding court at, at his locker, as he always does on Thursdays. And he was being asked a bunch of questions. A bunch of questions. And, you know, it was brought up to Saquon about tanking. His thoughts on tanking. And I knew what his answer was going to be before he opened up his mouth. He said he didn't like tanking. It's kind of like, I'm paraphrasing, if you will. It's not in his DNA. He doesn't think like that. And he, he, nobody in, in the locker, in, in that locker room thinks like that. And he said, especially with uh, Dave's, coach Brian, head coach Brian Dable, because 
his, he's too fiery and too competitive. And Saquon was telling the truth. Saquon was telling the truth. And if you know anything about athletes competing, athletes don't want to tank. They're in the business to win football games. If you lose football games, you tend to lose your job. So nobody wants a tank. And when you ask a team to tank, when it gets brought up, it's insulting to the players. It's insulting to the head coach. It's insulting to the organization. You're telling people to lose on purpose. What the hell kind of world are we living in if you want your team to lose on purpose? But I said this way back about Saquon. When when people were saying, if you remember when he was having his contract squabbles, and, and yo, this could be the end. I, I'm seeing this as the end of Saquon's career with the Giants. Bada beep, bada bop, bada boop. And I said then, I'll say it now, and I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. I'll say it if he left the Giants. Saquon Barkley has too much pride. He's got too much pride in himself to give anything less than 1,000%, not 100%, 1,000%. That is Saquon Barkley. And you, you were hearing it the beginning of the year, well, is Saquon, you know, maybe, you know, if comes to the time, he's not going to want to give that extra energy. Oh, really? How much have the contract squabbles, and I mentioned this last week, but how much of the contract squabbles bothered, appear to have bothered Saquon Barkley? Huh? How much? Really? How much did it bother Saquon Barkley? He rushed for 14 times yesterday. 83 yards, four catches, 57 yards, two touchdowns. And you see him fired up on a sideline. And he's been like that every week. You know why? Because that's in his DNA. He's got too much pride in himself and too much respect for the game if you know anything about Saquon Barkley. And so also around his locker this past Thursday, he was asked, and it was a fair question, he was asked about, well, you know, Saquon, team's two and eight, looking bad, and you got a third-string quarterback in there, so the load is going to be on you. The load is going to be on you to get a lot of carries. And by doing that, does that technically hurt you? If you think about it, because that becomes more wear and tear on a running back. Does it hurt you in terms of bargaining in the future, whether it's with the Giants or somebody else? And, th- and he was asked, you, you know, do you feel they'll 
take it under consideration as a show of loyalty. And Saquon, and it was the money quote that everybody jumped on, no loyalty, there is no loyalty in the business. I didn't have a problem with Saquon saying that at all. (laughs) To a point, he's certainly right. But knowing, that's my point that I'm bringing this up, knowing that he would feel that there's no loyalty in a business. And he said he doesn't like to think about it because it would drive him crazy. But knowing that there's no loyalty in a business, has it affected his performance one bit? Did it affect his performance yesterday one bit? Catching two touchdowns, going on a run for 30-plus yards that led to another one? Come on. Come on. That's what I'm talking about. Saquon was going here. Saquon was going there. This is the end of Saquon. Do you see any lacking attitude in Saquon? I challenge anybody to tell me that Saquon Barkley is lacking in attitude. In showing that his gamesmanship and his caring has dissipated. I challenge anybody to give me proof of that. Why do I say that? Because it's impossible. You can't. Guy gives a thousand percent all the time. So this question about tanking, everybody should have an attitude like Saquon Barkley. Everybody, every team should have a leader like Saquon Barkley. So what's next for the Giants? Next for the Giants are the beleaguered New England Patriots and six-time Super Bowl winner with those Patriots, Bill Belichick, who are having their own problems. But this one will be at MetLife Stadium. So we'll see what happens. But as I said, for, for a week anyway, for, for a week anyway, the naysayers shut up. They can't complain. You know, and, 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 and you look at Brian Dable. He hasn't changed one bit from last year when he was going to the playoffs and winning a playoff game to where he is now. Because that's him. He's a tough nose, hard scrabble guy. I don't know what's going to happen with the Giants because, listen, just because Tommy DeVito threw three touchdown passes yesterday doesn't mean he's still not a third-string quarterback in the National Football League. And I don't say that in, in a way to mock him. But that's where he's coming from. And trust me, we know Daniel Jones is gone for the season. If the backup Tyron, uh, Tyrod Taylor can come back, he's going to play. I don't know if he's going to come back. And if, um, you know, Tommy DeVito continues to play and, and, and improve, 
maybe in their minds there won't be a rush. I, I think the Giants want to get uh, Tyrod Taylor back in there. But as I said, for one week anyway, Tommy DeVito, again, 18 for 26, 246 yards, three touchdowns. You know, also everybody was talking, let, let, let me just say, you know, kudos to the defense yesterday. Uh, in particular, one Kayvon uh, Thibodeau. Well, remember the much maligned Thibodeau? Oh, well, what are you doing? I, I, I mean, what, what's wrong with Thibodeau? For a guy that has things wrong with him, he's got double-digit sacks already. He had two more yesterday, which gives him 10 or 10 and a half. Again, it's just one win. But the one win at this juncture in time Again, shuts up the naysayers, at least for a week. Now, having said that, the naysayers are not going to shut up when it comes to your New York Jets. That was ugly yesterday. Jets fall into 4-6 and six in Buffalo with a 32-6 to six loss to the Bills. Zach Wilson gets pulled in the third quarter, replaced by Tim Boyle. And that might be bye-bye, so long, farewell for Zach Wilson. I don't know. I have no inside information, but I would not be surprised. Jets look awful. Jets look awful. But if you recall, I said this. After game one, after the opener, when they lost, excuse me, when they beat the Bills, but when they lost Aaron Rodgers on his fourth play from scrimmage with the torn Achilles, I said on the podcast the very next day, shame on the Jets. I said it then, I'll say it again. Shame on the Jets if they didn't have a better game plan in case something happened to Aaron Rodgers. Because remember, I'm not picking on Zach Wilson now, but everybody else was picking on Zach Wilson last year, and they continue to do so this year. Remember, last year, he was the fall guy. Whether he's the problem or not, he was the fall guy. The Jets embarrassed him last year. They took his, the ball away, his uniform away. They relegated him to nothing. Then we sign Aaron Rodgers, and they're on uh, Hard Knocks, and it's Kumbaya. Everybody's in love with everybody. He he's going to be mentored by Aaron Rodgers for the future. Yabba dabba do, but a beep, but a bop, but a boop. Everybody's going to be happy. If that was the case, if you believe that, and now you're benching him again which I could certainly understand if they are going to do that, then you know what? Then Joe Douglas, the GM, 
who gets so much credit for, listen, he drafted Garrett Wilson last, and, you know, Garrett Wilson was the offensive rookie of the year last year, and Sauce Gardner, he drafted him the same draft, and he was the defensive rookie of the year. So he gets all the kudos for doing all this great drafting and building this and building that. But remember, he was the guy, that Joe Douglas, who decided with the number two pick overall to make Zach Wilson his future. Yeah. Joe Douglas was the guy. Excuse me, not Joe Douglas was the guy. He is the guy. He's the guy who made that decision. And that decision is a colossal, colossal failure. Even if Zach Wilson ends up sticking with the Jets, it's a colossal boneheaded pick because Zach Wilson ain't the guy. And in particular, I'm making an issue about this because I've said it before, I will say it again. What would make anybody think you're putting all your eggs into one basket with a 39-year-old quarterback? I don't care if he's a first ballot sure bet Hall of Famer or not. He's 39, and he's not going to come back from an injury as quick as somebody, let's say, who's 29. And you backed him up with Zach Wilson? I mean, come on. Who's fooling who? The media, everybody bought in. The National Football, every National Football League bought in. Primetime this, primetime that. For crying out loud, they're the big game on Black Friday, this coming Friday. Come on. Everybody bought in that they were a Super Bowl team. Or a real good shot to be a Super Bowl team. Not a four and six. So who's got egg on their faces now? Huh? Who's got egg on their faces now? And that, my friends, is a wrap on today's Get a Load of This. Now I'd like to be getting a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. You could do so on Twitter at Russ Salzburg. You can do it on Facebook. You can also check out my website at russsalzburg.com. Got to thank the folks here at Believe.com because, as I tell you each week, Believe Believe is the number one podcast network for professionals. But above all, got to thank you, the people out there, because without you, the people out there, I'd have nobody in here to be talking to. So that said, once again, I please remind all of you to, uh, if you haven't done so already, do so and tell your friends and family to do the same. Download the Yes app so you all can see me on my video portion of Get a Load of This, which comes out a new one every Tuesday on Yes. All you got to do is download the Yes app and you can get a load of me, Russ Salzberg, on Get a Load of This on my visual version. But again, that is a wrap here to all of you wonderful people out there, especially in this time in this world when a lot of things are far bigger than sports, not going on well. We have what to be thankful for, for you and your families. Have a great, wonderful Thanksgiving. Stay healthy, and I will 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.